millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Quick Resume, um, episode 21. We're experiencing some Wi-Fi technical difficulties currently. No, um, you know, I'm 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 on the fly doing this intro again for the second time. So, uh, my name's Deck, and you know, here's here's Tim. Um, we've got bad news on all fronts: on the bodily front, on the gaming front. Um, quite frankly, I, I don't know where to start. Yeah, man, kind of sucks. I think this is probably going to be the biggest bummer episode of QR um, ever, <laughs> to be really honest. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, so we're we're kind of a little bit uh, hungover. This is the hungover edition, um, quick resume podcast episode twenty one. So, um, yeah, and yeah, and then obviously the news. Uh, I'm sure some of you keep up with with some of the headlines and everything. Obviously, we go over it in more detail, but the news hasn't been fantastic this week either. So, so yeah. No, if 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 you're wanting a happy podcast to listen to, click away now because this is not this is not it. Having said that, we are absolutely hilarious, and so mm-hmm. we I'm sure we'll be able to find a way to turn this into a good time. Um, fuck, dude. Oh, I shouldn't swear at the beginning of YouTube videos. That's what they say. Oh well, we're there now. We've done it. Shit. All right. So, Tim, <laughs> my money. How are you, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I'm good. Like I said, uh, a little bit hungover today um, because my, uh, I mean, I for those of you who listen to the podcast, I do um, play cricket every single weekend and we play like league cricket, you know, and there's like a whole point system, play against loads of other clubs around West Sussex. Um, and we got um, officially promoted. Uh, so we'll be going up a division next season. So um, celebrations were had. And, uh, and, that, and reason for bevs yeah yeah exactly that's why i'm feeling a little bit fragile um <laughs> I, I i was I, I it wasn't like super bad like i've had worse hangovers than than this but it it was it was pretty bad um and obviously that's kind of why we've delayed <laughs> doing the podcast until now which is why we're all sitting in dark rooms doing it in the evening um yeah because we were just a little <laughs> bit too fragile to do it earlier in the day <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah. Uh, apart from that, um, sort of like gaming wise, this week uh, the same old Apex sort of stuff. <laughs> Drum roll. We're always on the Apex <laughs> grind. Hey, other things as well, you piece of shit. All right, Jesus, sorry. blow me away. I kind of feel like I'm, I'm just a clown on this fucking <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, no, I've been. I've actually been playing loads of Curse of the Dead Gods. So, yeah, which was true, a new addition have. to Games Pass. And uh, a little flex as well. Like I did, I did buy it on my Switch, but I had hardly played it. Like genuinely, about thirty minutes um, of time clocked on it. Um, which is not to say it's a bad game; it's a fantastic game. Um, and yeah, I think I've done five dungeons now without dying a single time. I have yet to die in that game. 
since booting it up. Whoa. I know. I know, man. I have to admit, though, it is... It's tough. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's not Hades tough. Like, Hades, I feel like, is just more fast-paced in, like, every single way. And they force you mm. into making decisions really quickly. Whereas Curse of Dead Gods, you can kind of, like... I feel like my monster hunts are past and stuff like that has helped me just analyze movement patterns and attack patterns and stuff like that. And I'm able to just take it slowly and and beat everything. Like all mm. the bosses do have tough mechanics, but I just sit back and I see what they'll do. And I'm like, okay, well, I figured out the pattern already. So, and then it's just rinse, repeat, and I beat the boss first time every, every time. Hmm. It's reviewed really so, well, actually, isn't it? I, I didn't realize it was reviewed that well. Yeah, no, it's it's a really it's good got, game, man. It's like, got ninety really, on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like graphically, it's really nice, um, and the whole concept of it as well. Like most people just think, oh, another Hades clone or something like that, but it yeah. is very different in a lot of ways. It's um, it's 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 a lot more weapon focused and um, and stuff like that. You can get a really cool. Um, cool weapons with some really cool effects and stuff like that and there are loads of different combos to have um because you've got you've got a main weapon you've got an offhand weapon and then you've got a heavy weapon as well so you've got three different um weapon types you can carry with you um in a run and then there's loads of different categories within all those weapon types so like there's the the build variety is really good um Mm. yeah no yeah, yeah so i was gonna say that. it's it, it it seems like um curse of the dead gods is kind of a bit i mean from what i can see it's kind of a bit um uh like monster train is to slay the spire as curse of the dead gods is to hades you know it's just kind of a victim of its release window like really good game on its own but happens to come out in a time where a game like redefines the genre that it's in you know mm-hmm. um but yeah which is yeah, which is really sure. weird because like they they came out so similarly that it's not like one could have possibly influenced the other. I, I know it's it, they've been in early access for a while, some of these games, but I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'll have to check it out at some point, actually, because I, I didn't realize it was... Um, I mean, I know you speak about it uh, really uh, positively, but I didn't realize it was um, reviewed so well. Yeah, no, yeah, it is, it is really good, man. And um, and yeah, I do think the, the release window um, of just when it came out is what really hurt it. Um because I like it and I think it's a great game, but I still don't think it's a patch on Hades, you know, and that's just because I played Hades first. And like you said, it kind of just, yeah, it just made the genre so much better that that game, it took it in so many new directions and made it really good. Um, but no, I'm, I'm having yeah. a lot of fun with it. It's a totally different um, pacing and stuff like that. So, so yeah, no, it's good. Mm. and um like speaking of which i just completed my first hades run today so go me you did congrats man proud of you thank you thank you how did it feel yeah i just because it's beating hades really good yeah fucking great man i um because it's just i it's literally just because it's come back out on xbox and i completed it on on switch because I, I, i've been playing on switch for a while but i put the game down for a while but you know I, I always thought it was amazing uh but just time and whatever um and because it's come like this like more conversation around it i was like i kind of want to play it again so i just yeah only took only took me a couple more runs to like um 
polish it off because when I put it down, I was getting quite near the end. Like I was, I was fighting Hades sort of thing. Um, yeah, it felt good, man. I like it. Yeah, I like the ending as well. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I know I don't need to say it again, but you know, it's it's, it's such a fucking accomplishment that game. Um, but yeah. yeah, good time. It's a good time. What um what um, what weapon did you do it with? Did you beat it with for your first run? Say again. What what weapon did you beat it with? For say your that first again. Run? What um, weapon? The, it was the fists, <laughs> the the gauntlets. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember you telling me with the yeah, yeah. the this, the second aspect, which is like the magnetized one, where it pulls. I don't even know why I had that. I don't know. I must have unlocked it a while back when I thought the fists were cool. Or maybe do you get the second one by different? No, you don't. Um, no. Yeah, no, it's cool. I just cheese Poseidon stuff <laughs> and Athena stuff. So I was like really tanky. Like, I'd like batter people away like into walls for like 500% damage and shit like that. Um, yeah, it was just cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, nice. that's good stuff. I, um, I also, like literally half an hour before hopping into the podcast today, completed Death's Door. It's all done. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Jesus. I have closed the death door. <laughs> no, it's not, Thanks. man. Well, I've been playing Curse of the Dead Gods and I haven't died yet, so... Well, yeah. And that's... Exactly. And that's great. I'm really, proud of that. the real gamer here. <laughs> he's, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and that was... Um, I'm Yeah, I'm glad I finished it. I wouldn't have wanted it to go on for another five hours. Um, but I do kind of miss it. Like, I don't know. It was just so... Um, it gave off just a very unique sort of vibe, I think. Uh, but yeah, it was a great time. I'd, I probably would score it somewhere in the 85 to 90 range. It was really, really good. Very, very tight. Um, all the puzzles are really interesting. I still, like last week, check out Quick Resume Podcast episode 20 for more Death Store impressions. But just like last week, how we said that the, the health segments and the magic segments, like four is too many for it but i i I only ever i got three on both and the game ended like that's what i fucking mean that's just annoying (laughs) you never even got a max health upgrade no so i found six that six total like secrets and puzzles that i did and there was no payoff i was like ugh. yeah Yeah. but it does kind of suck other than that game is awesome and there's some nice little um like story threads towards the end as well that sort of tied it all together and um, i watched the true ending on youtube because i wasn't gonna do the hot like i was having a look at the steps to do it and it's like bonkers like it would be another like 20 hours of gameplay um so i just watched the true ending online and, and that was really cool as well so yeah um i get the feeling that tim may have vanished so we're just gonna pause for for a second um Hi everyone, oopsie doops, we're back. Couple of I did I did give you a warning at the beginning. We were, we are having a bit of issues, so you'll have to bear with us. Um, but sorry about that. Um, so yeah, so that was it for Death's Door, really. Um, other than that, not much else has been going on. I am excited to dig my teeth into Twelve Minutes, which which is on the agenda today. Um, so we'll, we'll swing back around to that because that's out now onto Games Pass. Um, but you know, while we're at it. <laughs> The meat and potatoes of the episode. Tim. Tim. Yes. Why am I not going to be able to play the co-op campaign of Halo Infinite with you on launch day? Why is that a thing? Why has that happened? Small indie dev Microsoft should not be having these sorts of fucking issues. Yeah. I'm mad about it. 
I'm I'm bubbling. What was your reaction? Because I remember I, I messaged you. I don't know if you'd seen the news before I'd messaged you, but like, no, what, no. what were you feeling? No um, well, first <laughs> of all, can I just say that this issue wouldn't happen if Bungie was still developing it? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to trigger like everyone on the internet. Um, yeah. yeah, no, no. My uh, Yeah, my initial feelings were just, it was just sadness, right? It was just pure sadness because... I don't think I've ever played a solo uh, Halo campaign. I've always done it with somebody, apart from Combat Evolved. Um, and, you know, I didn't really play two. But, like, you know, three onwards, I've always played it with you. And it's just like, why the, why the fuck can't I play it with you? Like, that is a is it, nuts, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, this game has, I've forgiven it for a lot of things. It's taken its time. It's it's given me some some throat punches that I've just had to take. <laughs> I've just taken them. It's fine. And I'm like, whatever <laughs> it takes just to make a good fucking yeah. game. And now you've got a muscly throat. Yeah, exactly. You know, so there are some positives. But like, <laughs> and then they just, it's finally coming out. And then it's just the, oh yeah, but it's not really a full product anymore. And it's just like, Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, oh my, it, it really did annoy me. I mean, the Forge thing didn't trigger me too bad because I was like, let's be honest, no one's just going to dive straight into Forge. Everyone's going to play a campaign first. Everyone's going to dabble in the multiplayer first. That's going to keep people entertained for a very long time. Custom games not being there. Well, they will be there, just not on custom maps. But like, so that that sucks, right? But it's not, it's not co-op campaign missing sucks mm. like the fucking that just blows right it's um uh, ooh, ah i don't know i really don't know where to start because um i i was driving home and this is part of like the whole bad news episode you know i i was driving around the bloody country on saturday going to a hospital appointment for my partner and then they had forgotten about the appointment by the fucking way and we wow. didn't get to do it. We drove for six hours total there and back and then there was no appointment to be had and on the way back, I it flashed up on my phone because I had like my sat nav on um, oh, no. or, you know, Google Maps or whatever and it came, popped down, read it, you know, r slash Xbox One, um, Halo will not be launching with Cup Campaign or Forge and I saw it and my eyes started quivering <laughs> <laughs> my eyelid and I was like that's not that's gotta be a joke like that's gotta be a joke and like obviously I couldn't I wasn't gonna like pull over on the motorway but like I need to check I need to see if this is real <laughs> so I was like I was just sitting there driving like like at my speed on my I was like it's very slowly getting quicker and quicker on the motorway oh and like and I was like, that can't be real. That's got to be a joke post. That's got to be a joke post. And like, <laughs> Beth was like, Tech, you're doing 90. Can you slow down a bit? I was like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, 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 I was, anyway. Well, yeah, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> she wasn't comfortable with it. And it's just, oh, so, I mean, there, there is a lot of nuance to this. Um, but, I mean, obviously, yeah, huge kick in the nuts. Um, I've seen a lot of, like, different reactions about it across the internet. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video where they announced it, which was like another Inside Infinite, which they didn't really talk about much else other than like information they got from the flighting and how that's going to feed back in. And they did announce another flighting, you know, to try and sugarcoat it a little bit, which was like PvP big team battle um, at the end of the month. So they'll probably announce it at Gamescom, like an actual date. Um, so that's obviously nice. But 
it's I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that I have to make this compromise. I yeah. I don't I can't think of another game where I have to make this compromise. And it's like this is we're talking about Halo. We're not talking about like I I wouldn't even be if this was a, a small game, but it's not a small game. And yeah, I mean the the best the best way you put it when you messaged me as well was just like okay, so now our options are to just play the game so to play the campaign solo, which we don't want to do, or we have to avoid spoilers for like three four months. And it's just like, I don't feel like as a consumer, I should be having to do this. <laughs> like, no. right? It's ridiculous. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just a big a- ARG. It's just a big AR game, like to just like make everyone feel anxious. And then Xbox is going to be like, just kidding. The anxiety you felt was much like the anxiety Chief is going to feel and his latest breakdown in Halo Infinite. I don't know, oh man. God, it's, no, it's weird. It's and of course, like... Because we've spoken about this on the show before, and we've spoken about like the possibility of another delay, or like the idea of um, you know them releasing campaign and multiplayer as separate things, and then we've also spoken about like uh, how stacked Halo is as a game, and like the expectations of that, and that generally games don't get made like that anymore. You know, the only game I can think of like that is is COD, really, and they have like six teams. You know, Activision has like four thousand people working on it. Three for three is a big team, but it's not the same. You know, I don't really know if we're going into the realm of making excuses, but you know, there is. I think there is a degree of like we expect a lot from Halo, and so in reality, if they had said at the beginning, you know, Halo is going to launch as a sub with a solo single player campaign, and the game is balanced around that and designed around that, and we're going to have a fully stacked, you know, multiplayer suite with the firing range and all of that, and then they said now we'll add co-op campaign in three months time and forge six months time we'd probably be like yeah that's i mean that's like live service that we're we're, we're accustomed to that but because it's halo and you expect there to be massive campaign massive multiplayer forge you know maybe firefly like all of these massive modes loads of playlists because that expectation is there when they're taken away from you you're like this is unbelievable this is the world is crumbling around me and there was a bit of that like when i read the news because i was like i just wanted more than anything, I was just I was happy to see like positivity around Halo again, like more than anything, because mm-hmm. people were coming out of the flights really, really good. You know, it's been nothing but glowing reception, and there was really like, you know, you could feel the wheels were, were starting to turn on that hype train. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I just feel like this has kind of put a right dent in that. So I guess let's steer the conversation a bit into like, do you feel that should this? I mean, this is obviously not a favorable compromise. They have to do this because they have to do it. That the game isn't at where they wanted it to be at. That's fine. Not an easy decision. Would you prefer that the game gets delayed another three months? So, you know, maybe Forge is still three months out, but it's with Carp Campaign. Or would you prefer the way that they're doing it? Because this has been quite the debate online. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's quite a tough one, to be honest. Um, Bearing in mind I've... that everything else is probably ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I mean, given the situation with the shit sandwich of a situation we're in. And if I had to pick between those two shit scenarios, um, I'd probably pick shit scenario. Number one, <laughs> which is the one we're in. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, I would probably still take it as, as it is because I know that I can still sink countless hours with my friends into the multi buyer and I will enjoy that. Um, 
And you can still do custom games and stuff like that. It just won't be on your own custom-made maps, I'm sure. Like, you can still mm. play around with all these things. Just use the built maps, the built multiplayer maybe. maps. No, don't know, actually. Um, yeah, actually, yeah they'll probably pull that from under our feet in the next week or two. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'd probably take it as it is. Um, but it does bum me out that I am... Because I, I won't... I, I, I don't know about you, but... I'm not going to play the campaign solo. Well, I've been going back and forth on this because... I mean, if you do, part, then I probably will. But part of part of me kind of wants to a little bit. And I'm not... And now... I don't know. I think there is like a difficulty that comes with making these games co-op. Especially if they're trying to make an actual story out of it. You know, like the early Halos, it was like, you know, easy breezy story. Or you're playing something like Borderlands, you know, it's just fart jokes and... <laughs> shit like that so you Borderlands don't have to like listen to you think <laughs> well yeah whatever but like you know but like in like the recent halos like they're trying to actually like make a narrative and obviously you know five was whatever um and so i was like going back and forth on like obviously if you're talking through it you're just not getting the same experience so i have to go back and forth on that and like with this as well i've been thinking like maybe i'd maybe i will play a single player like it depends on the reception if it gets an amazing reception i probably will solo it but if yeah. it's like, oh, it's good, you know, it's it's good, then I'd, I'll, I'll wait and we'll play that co-op and, you know, to, to bolster the experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'm probably on the same boat. I mean, I'll kind of play off how how you approach the situation as well, because we would do the co-op together. Um, and I mean, is uh, Halo campaigns, have they always only been two or can you do them up to four? Um, the earlier... Remember. Yeah, the earlier ones were just two. Like, I think Halo 2 was two. Four and, and five, you could, do... you could do four, couldn't you? Four and five was four, for sure. And three, you could do four, because you all just played as there was Chief, Arbiter, and then, like, two random elites. That was how that kind of worked. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I would never want to do it with, like, three or four people. I think that's just a bit too chaotic, and you would just start to lose the story and the whole vibe of everything. Um, I feel like just keeping right. it to two, to two people, like, me and you playing it together that's how yeah that's that's my ideal experience um but yeah yeah so i'll kind of play off how you you go about it but um mm. but yeah but of course also... i would play it solo rather than ignore it and then have it spoiled i think that would suck more exactly so. and but like like you know like i say i I, ha- I had been thinking about this even before the news that we had this week like especially with all like the gameplay that we've seen, to, not gameplay, but, you know, marketing material, essentially. Not that that's ever been a good indicator of what's actually in the game anyway. But it seems to be that, you know, they're building up a lot more, like, narrative elements. Whether it's, like, new Cortana or, like, you know, the, the pilot or, you know, Chief actually having a palette of emotions. You know, things like that. Um, and these, like, this is something... Yeah, and I don't know, I feel like a lot of that can be spoiled by playing the by playing it co-op but you know i wasn't quite sold on necessarily doing it single player yet so i don't know man i don't know it's um but no it's it, i shouldn't have to make that compromise and that's the annoying thing if they have to then they have to but it sucks mm-hmm. for us and like i think this is what like you were saying you know you ultimately if everything else is ready to go we would have probably made the same decision you know if we were in the studio and we saw what joseph Stanton sees in the studio right you know we want to get everything out um but we have to delay some things to hit this 
to hit this window because you know they've committed to the the holiday 2021 now and it's like they're just not going to delay it again and you know mm. Phil's on record as well saying like we're not going to launch multiplayer and campaign uh separately even though we have insiders saying that this that was really heavily considered um and I bet they they considered it again I bet they because they're launching two different products like the marketing marketing material has Halo Infinite multiplayer and Halo Infinite campaign like listed as two separate yeah. entities. So like I really reckon that they were this close to to shipping them both at the same time. And you know that begs the question: Would that have been better? Would that have been preferable if they just launched you know multiplayer, let's say in November, and then mm. we get the campaign maybe in April 2022 with the full suite? You know, co-op, forge. You know, would that be preferable? You know, and I think to us, like yeah, maybe actually. But I think for a lot of the people who are, who have that expectation of like Halo as a full package, that would mm-hmm. just, you know, it would kill people, even though that's not weird. That's not weird. You know, we live in a, in a, in a realm of Fortnite and Apex and Warzone, you know, these free to play shooters. We live in an age of Battlefield fucking 2042 coming out at the end of the year with a lot of excitement, may I add, which is multiplayer only for full price. So like this is not even egregious like this. This whole Halo news isn't even bad it's just because it's halo and <laughs> like we're used to this and we want this um so yeah <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes you know i don't know what do you think would you have chosen a multiplayer and campaign separate launch dates instead um potentially yeah yeah it's mm. again it's it's really it's really hard to tell because like you said if it does if it does review well the campaign and people are like oh this is pretty shit hard then I would like to play that solo and have it right now, like regardless. Because exactly. um, it's still going to be just a, a great story experience, I hope. You know, I, I don't get to play it with you, but I can play it with you again, like later down the line. Um, so yeah, it, it, it kind of really depends on how, what I feel the product will, will be. Um, and I, f- I feel like they've done a good job on it. So I would still probably take the scenario we're in now because I feel like they... They have, you know, my gut feeling is the story will be good, and it and it will be one of one of the better Halos for a long time. So, sure, I'll play it solo, um, rather yeah. than rather than having to wait till fucking like halfway through next year or something like that for it to ship. Um, totally, yeah. So and like with like as well. I can see why they made the decision they did because if they can get the full multiplayer suite out, you know, the full multiplayer suite, you know, not like Halo 5, which was, you know, criticized for not many maps, uh, not good maps, um, only a few playlists, you know, no ranked, um, you know, poor customization, all of that. If they have all of that fixed for Infinite, then most of like the socializing aspect of Halo is going to come from there. You know, and, and it, ultimately, if I have to pick and choose my time, my time probably would be like in in multiplayer at least to begin with you know for the first maybe few months in which case you know we're looking at a few months again before co-op campaign is now out so it when i you know when i first wrote this news i was like i think on reflection i i I think i I overreacted a bit (laughs) like it's still annoying and i like i think it more than anything it annoys me that this like is a bad reflect uh, like otherwise a bad reflection on the game for, like I said, as the game's been picking up steam, it's now annoying to see people like lose confidence in it again, especially because we keep mm-hmm. hearing people speak about like, um, oh, you know, th- this game must have been through development hell and everything. And it's like nothing really, no insiders are saying that. Nobody's actually saying that. You know, Jason Schreier said he's going to try and do a, a 
report on 343. Um, but, you know, it's essentially they're tasked with... There has been, like, um, upper management, like, leaving. Obviously, Joe, Joseph Staten took over from Chris Lee last year. That That is just a fact. And, like, but they have also developed a new engine for Halo, which has never been done. It's always been on the Blam engine. Um, they've also gone through the pandemic. So, you know, it's just, like, which we know that they have struggled to adjust to. So it's just annoying that this kind of feeds into that narrative. And that you, I mean, you used the word earlier yourself, you know, it gives off the vibe that it's unfinished, you know, especially when you yeah. compound it with like last year's E3 showing, which looked unfinished. I mean, it was unfinished to be fair. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what annoys me more than anything. And, I, and it annoys me that I know reviewers shouldn't, but they will knock points off. You know, they won't review the package mm-hmm. in front of them. They'll review the package in front of them and then the things that they know are coming down the line, which yeah. they shouldn't. That's not, that kind of defeats the point of a reviewer if you're just like, well, this game would be great if you could drive a train, but you can't because it's not in the game. You know, so it's just, um, that annoys me as well because I was really hoping that Infinite would be like, you know, a smash, a smash critical success. Yeah. Please stop me speaking. Take over. <laughs> I'm going to mean, pass out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's this whole... Uh, idea of of a full package that we've been we've been sold on for such a long time now since it since it was announced and we've had delay after delay after delay after delay promising us this will be a full package and now it's finally got a release date for all these delays and all of these you know them basically explaining the reason why we delayed it is because we wanted to come out as a full fucking package and ready to go and now it's not again, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It it just, it just kind of feels like they were just telling us little white lies just to like sort of keep us, (laughs) keep us going. And then they just pulled the rug from up from under our feet again. Like it just seems a bit, a bit snaky. Um, But yeah, I I obviously, I, I, I do understand all the, you know, development issues they've had, like you said, um, people coming and going every now and again. I don't think it's been development hell, but like, I do understand there have been issues and the world's changed so much. So like, I'm quite lenient on it, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's just punch after punch after punch. I feel like yeah. I'm just taking on this game. Like I, I, I had this game in my mind that I was going to play it with my Xbox when I bought it. Yeah. And, and and now we're still not even getting a complete package. We're getting a, a decent experience still. It's not the end of the world, like you said. It's not blow it out of proportion. Like, it, but even now, this far down the line, it's still not this complete package. Um, exactly. And and I know it's this idea of Halo. Um, and like you said, you know, games don't really do that. And, anymore in the sort of age we live in this entire package thing but halo does and they told us they were going to give it to us so we're right to believe them and we're right to be pissed off when we don't get it so um but yeah it isn't the end of the world i'm not i'm I'm bummed out um but i'm not i'm not like holding up a picket fence saying burn down three (laughs) or three Um, yeah 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 it's just uh, yeah they they needed they needed better image three for three that's the thing they've got a bad rep at this point um and i don't want them to and the thing is i like i 
I'm I'm just trying to be led by what I've played so far, and Infinite really like the flighting rather. Sorry, really blew me away. So like I am I'm still quite confident in like what they have ready, and I just think they've had to make the difficult decision to like ultimately scrub up in some areas and cut some things off. You know, I don't know why the time management has been this bad. You know, do we put it down to purely the pandemic and the, the swapping and chopping of of upper management, or do we? you know do we put it down to like a bit of incompetence or like the the upper management or you know someone why isn't matt booty stepping in here you know sometimes and be like you know we're not on target maybe we shouldn't announce halo in 2018 maybe they were on target the pandemic shut them down i mean it's you know it's just speculation after speculation but it's um Mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't look good you know it doesn't look good because as i say because you know the, the flighting played so well but um nonetheless people already like 343's margin of error we've said this before 343's margin of error is so fucking slim like we spoke yeah. about like the color like you know a couple of weeks ago we spoke about like the color options and the shader systems and things like that and that's a pretty small thing overall you know and like people were like you know going mental over that sort of shit you know halo 5 it was the black undercoat so like people go mental yeah. for that short shit with halo so like, they have such a small margin of error and i think they they were doing really well to stay in that up until this week like yeah. the delay everybody understood you know we saw the campaign gameplay most people thought on like a gameplay level it looked really good graphics it needed a bit more time i think everybody was understanding of that but like this is that thing of like <sighs> it's just a bummer yeah. it's just a bummer but what, you know, what it's thank- um, what's been this sort of i mean if you've been trolling through reddit has it been pretty uh people being quite understanding and they're like us where they're picking it apart and they're like it sucks it's not the end of the world or it's very varied savages like and there's a lot of like youtubers that dedicate obviously their lives and channels to this i wonder how they're responding to all this it'd be quite interesting i think it it really from what i've seen it like really varies you know across like twitter a couple of forums reddit you know youtube comments things like that for what i've seen it's like really very some people are like don't really use forge anyway or rather like you know I don't need that at launch, so that's fine. And then other people are definitely a bit more intensely disappointed about the co-op campaign. But a lot, there have been more people than I thought there would that are like, you know, I mostly buy Halo for the multiplayer or that say, I'm, I usually just play Halo single player. You know, I've seen a yeah. lot of comments like that. So they're saying, you know, co-op, but that's actually no big loss to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then there are people who have been saying, like yeah, and then there have been people saying as well, well, it's like, you know, at least it's, launching without it is you know not ideal but at least it's coming because you know we think about some other things like halo 5 uh to this day it you know it still doesn't have split screen multiplayer you can't do that you know so mm-hmm. the these things are missing on day one live service things you know whatever you know whether i don't necessarily know if it's fair to can put it in the unfinished camp or like you know shortened scope camp you know i don't know what where it really falls there um on that spectrum but um there are definitely some people who feel that this makes it the game feel like an unfinished product as well you know which is i think is fair you know like you said it's their expectations of halo as big as they may be you know that's their sort of cross to but uh to sort of carry um yeah so I mean, it's, yeah it's just it's, been a mix man it's it's expectations but it's not it's not us just expecting it's like i said we, it's not we, unfounded we, is it yeah yeah we we were told we were getting this like yeah like, it, it's not it's not us we didn't conjure up this image of halo infinite 
it's only what we were sold, right? And now we're just being sold eighty yeah. percent of it. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. And you know, I will say there is another studio that delivers games on this scope, and they don't have a fucking problem. And that studio is the Coalition. Gears Five had like five game modes. Yeah. You know, uh, but you know, so with co-op campaign, may I add, you know, so it's um, you know, you can't help but think that this is a bit of a bad reflection on not only Three Four Three and Halo, but also like it, it just is it spreads a bit to like Xbox. You know, it makes you think. You know, I said it earlier, like why wasn't this? nipped in the bud like why why did they even like commit to holiday 2021 like did nobody have a timeline for like where they thought they'd be at because if maybe they just didn't want to push it back even further i guess like the, the longer these projects run the more the deeper the hole burns in the pocket you know so and like you know we said earlier like if the campaign's ready and the multiplayer is ready for the most part they're just sitting on money by not putting it out so i guess you know like we said it's, it's very nuanced this conversation but yeah, it just, it, I think it annoys me that Xbox and Halo have done so well over the last two years, you know, really since the build up of since the Series X reveal to build up goodwill and excitement around the first party. But, and, you know, Halo is part of that. And now this is just a big kick to that. Ultimately, I think this will fade out. I don't think this will like last. I, I, I've noticed actually today and yesterday that people aren't talking about it as much anymore. Um, mm. Because at the end of the day, we're still getting a massive open world new engine Halo. You know, that's still very exciting. Um, and we're still getting like the full multiplayer suite. Um, so yeah. th- that's still a big game. The multiplayer is free to play. The single players on Games Pass, these are still like massive value. You know, all I hope is, is that they've made the right decision. And that this means that what we do get is really good. You know, yeah, that that's literally it. Because if it, if it now, now comes out and is like one of the lower reviewing halos, that's going to really piss me off. Because I'm like, I don't understand why you're delaying things like piecemeal when the, things needed more work, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I think we've kind of said said all we can on the matter. Um, let's just wait and see what we get uh, on release, right? Um, mm. And uh, like I said, my gut feeling is that I do think the story will be good, so... Um, no, I think it will be as well. And uh, yeah, and it, it, if it is, then I'll be willing to suck it up and play it solo. You know, it's not the end of the world. If your game's good enough, I don't care whether or not it's co-op that much. Right. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And this is my thing. This is my thing. It's like if you know if they re- if it's really knuckled down and it's it's really good, I think people will forget. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. um you know, just to cap it off, there's, um, you know, this news was obviously announced last Friday. And um, for those who are savvy, uh, notice that bad news Friday is very much a thing. You know, but bad news is often dropped from PR on Friday uh, because people go into the weekend and forget about it quicker. Um, and Microsoft like to uh, open weeks, Mondays or Tuesdays with good news. And there have been a couple of insiders saying that there's some good stuff coming on Tuesday. Tuesday, obviously, being Gamescom. So the silver lining to this is that this is likely a you know planned one-two punch of let's give them some bad news on Friday to swallow. We'll announce some stuff on Tuesday. Um, and, you know, there's already been like a decent amount of um, expectation setting in terms of what Gamescom is. But, you know, if it's if we're seeing new gameplay of like a number of games that are coming out this year, you know, whether that's Scorn, Crossfire Eggs, Gunk, uh, things like that, you know, that's still pretty exciting. This is all Games Pass stuff. And to be honest, 
Xbox's recent like third party indie game stuff has been really good. They're on a good streak, you know, across um, Death's Door, Twelve Minutes Ascent, and so on. So, um, so yeah, that that's kind of the silver lining to sort of cap that off. I mean, are you are you happy with that? Are you are you done? Because I feel like I could go on and on about this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I, I should. I feel I feel like we've ever so slightly repeated ourselves in some scenario. Um, yeah, we've we've pretty much talked most most angles about it. Um, yeah, it is what it is, right? Sucks, but yeah, yeah, it it does. You know, and hopefully, I think I think people will forget about this as we go into you know if if they come in the Gamescom and show like some campaign gameplay and it looks wicked, I think people will forget quite quickly so yeah i agree um not a deal breaker i don't think for most people <sighs> but you know still not a deal but you know we'll see yeah. I'm, I'm confident with what i've played so far of halo and if that continues to be the case then it's a compromise i i understand yeah cool allegedly um allegedly uh Halo. This news didn't get much traction. I was a bit surprised. Allegedly, Halo's going to have a photo mode. I mean, maybe that's just not a big deal because a lot of games have photo modes nowadays, but I can't think of a Xbox Game Studio game that's had photo mode for some reason. I just don't think they have... Maybe Forza does? Yeah, I'm sure Forza does. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Forza definitely does. Yeah. But I can't think of any others, so, I mean, that's just worth slipping in there, I guess. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I could... I could, I could play around with... F- f- photo mode and use some cool backgrounds of chief there and make that my uh my xbox background be kind of cool mm. yeah mm. nice oh i wanted to say as well actually on the um on the video where they made that announcement the inside infinite thing uh for, for the the delay of the, those features there was just like a very like quick um camera pan of like a gameplay on some screens um and on one of them it, it was like campaign gameplay but you know it wasn't it was like very very quick but on it you could see like a couple of like banished outposts and we saw a little like a little bit of that um in the like the little glimpse we got last year uh or sorry this year's this year's e3 um and it just um it looked very cool like I, that, that was literally it was like it looks like it's one of those things that's like it, it feels a bit breath of the wildy and I, I, we've said this before but like going into shrines and stuff, like seeing them on the horizon. Oh, there's a banished outpost. Let's go in there. You know, do that. Maybe get a power weapon, sort of thing. So or something really like um, something like Valhalla. You know, when you you storm those villages. Oh yeah, the and, fortresses, and uh, the sieges. The gold, yeah, and you get like the gold bars and stuff like that for like upgrade points and stuff like that. It could be something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I do. I do quite like that. Yeah. I, I hope we do get some more campaign gameplay because. I mean, maybe they just keep it close to their chest, but I think there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of question marks with Infinite's campaign. Yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see. Uh, hopefully we'll have more to talk about that. Um, talk about that next week after Gamescom. You know, we'll see. They may or may not um, show some more of that, but we'll have to see. Um, 12 Minutes came out this week. Um, I was really hoping to have like played it before uh, before this episode because we don't have much to talk about because neither of us have touched it. Um However, uh, the reviews were good, a little bit polarizing, but, you know, it was like a 79 open critic. So, you know, we're essentially looking at an eight overall, which is obviously still very good. Um, but there was like the range was quite big. You know, there were like there were like lots of nines and tens, but there was a couple of fives in there, um, a handful of sixes. Um, I mean, what, what are your thoughts about this game from what you've seen on the on the marketing materials? 
Oh, um, sorry, I just sneezed and I unmuted my mic. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was wondering what that was. <laughs> the um, yeah, yeah, no, I I think this game looks pretty cool. Um, the sort of marketing I've seen behind it, uh, the gameplay trailers and stuff like that. This is one that has like um, James McAvoy is uh, one of the voices, isn't it, or something? James uh, McAvoy, is Daisy one. Ridley, and William Defoe. Oh, William Defoe, I like William Defoe. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely looks very cool and very unique. Um, I was definitely on board with it. Whether or not it's my exact cup of tea, I won't know until I play it. But it definitely, yeah. it definitely caught my eye and caught my interest, mm. and um, and I'm glad that it's it's doing well, you know, because it is quite a um, yeah, it's quite an out there game, you know. It's it it it's very different in in what it's trying to do. Um, I like that they're, you know, incorporating a lot of like famous actors and all that voice acting, this sort of stuff, especially when it kind of feels like indie like, because I feel like when you see big actors and stuff like that, it's you know, Call of Duty, you know, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> like he's buying bars yeah. now, but Kevin Spacey in Call of Duty, you know, stuff like that. It's just these big titles. It's, it's quite refreshing to see that. I mean, these guys were clearly approached with this game, uh, and they were like, "You, you want to, you want to do some some voicing in this game? You want to be the voice in this game?" And like, they obviously clearly liked the idea of the game too, right? You know, they they were probably sold on it, um, being quite a small indie title. And they were like, "Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be a voice actor in this." Um, yeah. And you kind of feel like it was probably a bit of a passion project from both the developer side of things and and. Um, yeah, the, the the people doing all the voice acting and seems to have definitely come out looking that way. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm definitely interested I, to give it a go. So, yeah, for sure. I've, I've just had a quick look at like sort of time to complete, um, and it seems to be sort of six to eight hours. So, you know, it's I think it's it's a yeah. good good amount of time for that sort of game because it's like a point and click adventure. I don't know if you know, it's like a point and click game, obviously in yeah. the room. Uh, of the, the sort of when it's happened and it's um it's also from um annapurna interactive or they're the publisher i actually don't know who the developer is i think it's just one guy from what i know um but you know annapurna would have been the obviously the people who approached high profile voice actors and said mm. look we'll give you some money because i think annapurna also um are they like pub- have published like movies as well that like, they started out as movie publishers and now they're games and and they anyway what I'm saying what where I'm going with this is that they make some fucking great games some of my favorite games ever um are from Annapurna uh, what remains of Edith Finch uh, Outer Wilds um uh, mm. Ashen as well was for them Donut County oh. I happened to play and it was actually pretty good um yeah things like that so oh. I just have a lot of faith in Annapurna man um, I think they're really they they've got you know, like um, Devolver Digital, like everything they release, yeah. all of their indie games are like shit hot. I feel like Annapurna are kind of like that. They just have, um, they do something right. Their quality control is just really good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm with you there. I'm excited to try it and um, being a Games Pass game, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I'm just really like, I'm really enjoying the steady cadence of like good indie games that are coming to Games Pass at the moment. Um, For sure. Some of them are like on an exclusive basis, some of them aren't. Um, but they're like just they're so nice because you can like play it for a week and you'll be done. Um, mm. 
Yeah, it's just it's just nice, and they're also different as well. They're all quite creative because they're indie games. You know, they have the, that sort of very creative freedom, and so, so like it's quite refreshing because I, I do find that if I play a lot of games in the same genre, I just get like fatigued. I get genre fatigue, and so hopping yeah. between these is just so like it's so refreshing. Um, yeah, yeah they all feel so different um, for mm. sure, and it's just it's just less. Uh, it feels like well, not not a chore, but it's not it's not quite as daunting to quickly boot up like an indie game that's on games pass and play that for a little bit than it is to to start you know like mass effect 3 yeah, or yeah. something like that right yeah you know it's, yeah, it's absolutely. not it's not quite the the emotional and mental journey that you have to try yeah. and embark on it's just yeah you, you kind of just do it right you can dip your toes in it and it's kind of no harm done yeah exactly um yeah next up uh last week you may recall uh the qrp that's us talking about quake um and uh, sort of a, a scoop that we read online and obviously quake con has happened now um and there was in fact a quake remaster confirmed and uh we correctly predicted you know the being the video game analyst industry analyst that we are correctly yeah. predicted that um it was just a it's just it's just quake one it's just, yeah. it's just quake one <laughs> uh it's um like you know there's a couple of upscale things like an additional level or something like that you know it, it's nothing huge but good for people like fans of quake um and it is coming and this is the weird part actually it's coming to all consoles and this start this like oh, wow. actually generated yeah this generated a bit of controversy um it's coming to pc and, and all consoles um so uh, i don't know where we start I, I guess we probably don't have anything to say about like quake do we other than cool um am i I right in assuming that oh yeah 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 i mean we yeah we we (laughs) talked about it last last episode you know when we were just like you know if it happens it happens it's not for us at least it's not groundbreaking it's not um and i think for for a lot of people as well i think even quake fans are just like oh it's coming back that's kind of cool but i don't think they're you know, I don't think they're popping champagne bottles and going mental, um, especially as it's just a remaster, yeah. not, not a remake. You know, um, yeah, or or a so reboot. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think um, we can agree on that. Yeah. Cool. And, and like, so sort of the the bigger point here is obviously that it was multiplayer, and this is kind of interesting because if if you remember at the the Bethesda joins xbox roundtable when phil sort of made his like declarative statement on like exclusivity he said the big word that he used was legacy that's what he said he said you know everything we do we're going to use it to bolster game pass that's just the way it is soz um he said there are things that are sort of legacy and we'll go and do that and obviously there there is like a very small bit of wiggle room (laughs) in like what that could mean um and and we've spoken about this before i think this is one of those cases where quake is considered a legacy game does it have legacy on playstation i mean i don't think so but you know you'd consider it a you consider it a legacy title especially quake one um so it's it generated conversation because it's it's happened at a time where we've obviously had starfield and redfall we know that these games are exclusives the pattern is that these games are new IP and I think a lot of people were kind of in agreement other than the heathens and the non-believers that new IPs would be exclusive. There was more of a doubt for games that were already existing like Wolfenstein, for example, Wolfenstein 3 or like maybe a Doom 3, you know, I'm not, 
I don't think there will be at M3, but you, you, you get my point. Um, yeah. Like with Davey, because does, does that count as legacy? Um, and the overall consensus seems, seems to have shifted towards no, like Xbox are going to tie this down. But now we've also had like a couple of things where like it's gotten a bit rocky because there was a Hellblade 2 uh, optimization patch, which was exclusive uh, very recently. And there was something else recently what was it there was something else that wasn't i think it might it might have been another optimization uh, well there's a there's another one in the form of skyrim which we'll get get back round to skyrim anniversary edition todd does it again by releasing oh, another skyrim yeah uh, and that's coming to all consoles you know you would have thought maybe i mean is that is skyrim legacy like i don't know so like this is where that gray area starts to creep in again um because like if skyrim's legacy what's to stop wolfenstein being legacy you know like mm. that would wolfenstein 3 would be multiplat and yeah strategically i don't they really should not be so this is what i mean it, it opens a can of worms again a little bit and it thankfully it didn't generate as much conversation as i thought it would but i think it it, it creates a bit more room for doubt for games that are not new ip but new from older franchises. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird, right? Like, it's a bit weird. I, I'd have thought they'd just take the losses and be like, you know, for brand image sake, you know, just for consistency. Xbox PC only. Sorry. Yeah. Right. And I, and like you said, I I feel like even Quake. Obviously, we're talking about in this scenario. Like, that's not. It's not exactly a PlayStation. It's not the Quake wasn't big on PlayStation. I don't think at all. Um, like even the later ones. So I just it, I feel like it it had like a large portion of its um, of its scene was on PC and, um, and 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 Xbox. So it does seem a little bit weird. Um, and yeah, it does make me a little bit nervous um, for all these other games. Because I was on, I was on board with the whole, you know, Wolfenstein Three would just be locked to Xbox, right? Mm. Um, and Elder and Scrolls I, as well, obviously. And 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 Elder Scrolls, yeah. I mean, El, Elder Scrolls is a bit different because they're all they're all separate stories told. They're not like continuous, like Wolfenstein One, Two, and right. Three. You feel they're more episodic, sort of. Will be follow-ons, yeah. yeah, exactly. They they follow the same characters. They, they follow a storyline. Whereas Elder Scrolls doesn't really. Oblivion was completely separate from Skyrim. In uh, almost that's every an way, interesting right? take. I haven't heard that before. Okay. Well, that's um, fine. We'll swing around to that. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah I, it, is. I, it I, literally I is. <laughs> what, what you're doing is literally. Yeah. I'm just... And it just makes me think, like, it would just make me annoyed. I don't want to just be there and be like, yeah, like, putting the dagger inside Sony and shipping them and be like, fuck you, we're getting Wolfenstein 3. But I'm also just like, if Wolfenstein 3 and all these, uh, what were a couple of the other ones you use as an example? Wolfenstein I mean, 3, El- if not Elder Scrolls, um, maybe Dishonored. Oh, yeah, and like maybe, a Doom Maybe Prey. Yeah, that, Doom, all, yeah. All those, all those sort of things. It's just like, if they if they do come out and they are on PlayStation, I'm like, what did what, what did Microsoft doing? buy Bethesda <laughs> for? Like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what we might get to play them at at like higher resolutions or something. But like, I don't. And they, and they, obviously they're coming into Games Pass. We'd have to buy them. 
yeah, fine. But it's like, I don't know. I just get this. Why did we buy, why did we buy them? Right. Um, yeah. And it just makes but me a like, little bit nervous. Um, totally. I'm totally nervous. in agreement. And like, I, I think that's what like a lot of people are feeling, you know, and when, when we say we're nervous, it's not, it's not because we are dicks and we want people to not be able to play yeah, these games. I don't like, want that. Yeah. That's, that's not really the point, but the, like the strategic business sense of it is like, they're trying to create value on the system I bought, which let's face it has like had bad image for the last, like almost decade now because of the lack of games there. And it, you know, it would just be weird for them to not put it exclusively on the system I put a lot of money into, you know, so it's, and obviously yeah. Starfield and Redfall are good examples of that being done right. And, but I, I know it sucks that you're, that, you know, other players might not be able to get to play Wolfenstein 3, but you know. It is what it is. It's business. It is what it is, like, unfortunately. I'm, yeah. I, I don't control how business works, but if Microsoft has spent a crap ton of money, then I feel like we have the rights for this sort of thing. Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird, and I'm kind of just looking it up. Obviously, we know Skyrim came out. Skyrim and Wolfenstein both came out at a very similar time as well. So, if we're talking release date and what's considered legacy, if if all this new, if the new Skyrim edition that fucking Toddy Boy just announced is coming to all platforms, um, and that's you know that's that's considered to be um, to be legacy, then surely Wolfenstein does fall into that same category with a similar release window when it was first yeah. announced and everything. Well, I mean, don't, don't forget Wolfenstein, like it's a reboot. Wolfenstein's quite an old franchise. So yes. yeah, yeah, like true. even more so, um, you yeah. know, that would be the case even more so, but I just feel like, you know, there have been people who've been saying like, you need to stop playing nice. You need to stop playing nice because if there yeah. was any, and we had this conversation when Bethesda got bought, you know, around like if Sony acquired Bethesda or if Nintendo acquired Bethesda, there would be, no singular yeah. fucking doubt that these games would not see the light of day on any other system. So mm-hmm. I, I understand Microsoft's approach is more open platform. Obviously, we've got the PC cross-play, cross-share, whatever. Um, but that's kind of beside the point. Put your games on those two platforms. Like, they don't need to be on other platforms. Like Generate value yeah. for me. I want to be convinced. <laughs> like uh, So, yeah. you know, convince me. Stop trying to... So, it's yeah. um you're trying to convince all these consumers that their favorite games are, are are all from Bethesda that this is the home where you play those games and you don't play them anywhere else right otherwise they're just yeah. going to be like oh well they they said that Bethesda uh and Xbox are a family but then I'm looking here and I can I can also buy it on my PlayStation so like like it's not incentivizing them to to buy to to just be an xbox um exclusive um user just for for their favorite games right you know exactly and that's what i mean you know we've gone into the whole exclusive conversation literally because of this tiny tiny little reboot but it's it's the principle you know like i you know i said it was a can of worms because it it quite literally is because it it, it opens up it, it means you're trying to understand why they're doing what they're doing and if if they're doing it because they plan on putting other of these legacy titles on cross-platform then you start thinking i'm just what's the what's the direction again like you know it just kind of it it, it felt clear beforehand and now this has happened and i'm like even though this is literally probably a nothing burger and it's just podcasters just speaking for content but (laughs) i you know it's it's um it probably is just an outlier in the sense that Quake is obviously very old and it would be 
maybe bad PR to just put it on their platforms. But would it really? Would it really be bad PR? Like you know, this shit happens no. all the time. You know, Sony I, I doesn't catch that much heat for locking games down for over a year. You know, so nobody would give a shit. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I think at the end of the day, I think the initial response would be like, "Oh, well, that's kind of not cool." But then I think people would just be like, "Why well, actually?" I mean, they did they did buy them, <laughs> so like yeah. and funded it. Do, it, it. Do, yeah, it does kind of make sense, right? You know, like exactly. I, that's, yeah, it's a bit weird. It's, it's the, a bit the other the other side of it to like maybe try and explain it is um that it's been in development for 18 months that's what they said on the announcement so you know that's obviously before um bethesda was officially acquired um i mean starfield and redfall obviously fall into that camp as well but this is just one of those things where it's they probably had already like done most of the work for other platforms anyway. So it's just like, oh, fucking, you know, whatever. <laughs> like was Toddy boys just like, you know, in his dressing gown against the fire, like with a cup yeah. of whiskey and they call him like, well, I mean, we could take it off PlayStation, but we're kind of already done. And it feels just like, fucking yeah, <laughs> do, do, do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Share the wealth. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. yeah. Whereas on the opposite end of the pond, I feel like if that phone call came through to sign it, it'd be like, axe it, bury yeah. them all, bury it all yeah. in, a, in a desert, all the digital, all the physical copies. <laughs> yeah, all the digital copies. <laughs> They're like, we Just can't the do server, that. like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. In the I, Sahara I Desert. Um, but then, I mean, yeah. The whole principle of it, I'm annoyed by, but then, you know, it being Quake, I'm not that annoyed because I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a big Quake boy myself anyway, but it's it's yep. a principle more so. And, and we, we spoke about last week, you know, looking at the sort of the wider strategy um, potentially is like, you know, they could be testing the waters for a full remake. You know, it'd have had a lot of success with these Doom reboots. You know, maybe they do a Quake reboot, which is, you know, re- it'll use, it'll use id tech that the same engine, you know, it'll be largely similar, but it'll be different vibe, different um, weapons approach to combat, you know? So, I mean, maybe releasing it multi-platform on one hand gives them more data essentially to see does quake still have a cultural relevance do people mm-hmm. are people still interested and secondly it's kind of like a bit of a bait <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a debate because it's like they get other platforms excited about quake and then announce a reboot in a couple of years oh sorry only on xbox and pc gotta buy an xbox now don't you you know so like yeah. if that's the wider strategy then like yeah fair enough but then you know depends what they would do with a quake reboot you know i would assume a full quake reboot to the same scale of doom 2016 um would be exclusive cool. it would be dumb yeah. for them to not be but mm-hmm. who knows we'll um, see. yeah it could, it could be a dangle the carrot scenario yeah i agree yeah totally 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 so that's Quake for you. Um, I mean, do we need to say anything about Skyrim? There's another fucking Skyrim. Um, I'm actually genuinely hearing this news. Just it it annoyed me. Like it it actually annoyed me. And I love Skyrim. I have done, I have played that game to death. I love that game. But I am so fucking sick of seeing this game <laughs> pop up. This game has just it's it has to be the biggest like single player 
cash grab I've ever, right? Ever. <laughs> so much money. I mean, we, we, we joke about this all the time. That, like, you know, you can play Skyrim on your, it, like, your, your toilet seat will be able to play Skyrim soon. You, <laughs> can, play it at, you can play it at an ATM where you're getting cash out. Like, stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. We've always joked about this, but it's fucking, oh my God, just stay dead. <laughs> it just it'll never die. It's going well die. And you know, if anything, it like speaks to the magnitude of the relevance of Skyrim. It's crazy. Like for a lot of people, Skyrim is like synonymous with a video game. You know, like loads of people I know who don't even really play games know what Skyrim no, is. Yeah. And they don't know even some of them don't even know what Elder Scrolls is, but they know what Skyrim is. Yeah. Um so you know, it's it's crazy. And um so you know and it is a bit confusing the way they announced it because it's and obviously this is multiplayer which again i find it a bit, a bit kind of weird um but you get a free upgrade from the special edition which came out like when was it 2014 or something 2015 um on the xbox one and, and ps4 um and that will have all the next gen improvements and on on xbox only so there's like a very slim like you know thing that xbox users get um as part of it for free um is some bits and bobs of the creation uh creation club content i think fishing was one of them and like a quest line some shit you know it's like not much but you know um or so that's just the base game that so i know well i guess the whole game will get all the next gen upgrades yeah and then so you can buy the anniversary edition which is like a tenner or something um i don't actually have the price up in front of me um but that gets you like uh like the expansions the whole game yeah you know obviously it comes with the next gen upgrades all yeah all the expansions um and uh like 500 pieces of content from the creation club so if you don't know that's like mod stuff that has been like verified essentially by bethesda game studios that they're like this is a really high standard we're gonna leave this in the game i'm assuming there'll be like you know a checklist to toggle it on and off but um Mm -hmm. So stuff that's been made on PC, presumably, yeah, and then put it over, which which is nice to be fair. That's a lot of content, and a lot of these mods are really high quality. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's a bit weird that you have to like, we don't just get the anniversary edition as part of Games Pass. I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's very weird. I don't see but, why we should, but yeah, but but at the same time, it's like Games Pass doesn't often um give like expansions on it like expansions aren't really on the game that's not really a thing i think because that's generally how they get you you know it's like making drinks expensive at a restaurant you know they get you on the upsell um Mm -hmm. get them in the door with the base game and then buy the microtransactions or the extra additional dlc so that might just be why that's just kind of the way that they work with games pass but it's not much um but it's fucking funny it is fucking funny stupid i don't want (laughs) it to be fair they have zero interest I, I'm gonna see how it how it looks because like you say that, but then if the, if it's like a proper really good next gen upgrade, I'm I not going back. I might dip my toes in. <laughs> I'll I'll see what it looks like on a 4K YouTube video or something like that. I'm not I'm not downloading that game. I refuse to download that game again. <laughs> I'm just and, and I love it, but I'm just I feel like I have to take a stand. <laughs> Otherwise, it will just never stop. It will infect everything. <laughs> it will never it, stop. 
it's so funny as well because Todd like had an interview with IGN like a few years back and he was like hey, they asked him like are you ever going to start remaking Skyrim and the name of the article was Todd Howard says if you want us to stop remaking Skyrim stop buying it <laughs> that's that's buying literally it, it. exactly <laughs> yeah and he has a, he, he, he it's a very valid the balls point. on that man yeah it's I don't know it's great for anyone who wants to play Skyrim Again, that's hey, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But I'm done for the fiftieth time. I've completed it. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, right, we're done. We're done with that part. Um, we're in. We're in the realm of um, you know, looking at jobs postings and things like that. So, essentially, what this is, um, Zenimax Online Studios, um according to their website, are working on multiple new projects, including a new AAA IP. We have spoken about this before, and this isn't like immensely new news, but the multiple projects part is new. We knew, we all knew they were working on something, and like we've spoken about the possibility of it being with LucasArts, maybe something Star Wars-like, because obviously it's the same team that did ESO. Um, so that that is new. Um so, I mean, I don't know what they're up to. They say, There's lots of sneaky shit going on <laughs> with some of the Bethesda studios. Because the second yeah. part of that is all is Machine Games as well, who are the guys who make, make Wolfenstein. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Are they making Wolfenstein 3? It doesn't seem like it, because there's a job listing from them saying that they're... Like, like the things they've asked for on the job requirement is understanding multiplayer bots as human replacements... Um, and knowledge and experience designing player companions. And that gives off the impression of like a multiplayer game. So like, what the fuck is going on? What are you doing? What are you making? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Why mean, don't you know? I don't know. <laughs> but I guess, I guess, you know, it's, you can't, you can't really talk about it much, right? It's one of those things. But it's just cool, I guess. You know, AAA IPs are being created by by all of these developers. Um, Machine Games being one and Zenimax being one. Uh, I mean, Z- Zenimax literally only do MOBAs, right? And online MOBAs? Games. Online games. Sorry, I meant... Um... <sighs> <laughs> what did I mean? <laughs> you meant MMO. <laughs> what's, what's ESO? <laughs> MMO. You meant, Thank you. Yeah. God, um, I never want to see you like that again. My, that was real distress. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, dude. It's been a long day. I'm still, no, I'm you're still doing t- great. I'm so tired. I'm uh, with you. There's, I'm so, there's only so, so much we can yeah. talk about this. So but... they make mobas. No, I'm kidding. They make MMOs. <laughs> um, so it's it's quite. Would it, would it be a, yeah would it be a star wars MMO? Be kind of cool. we, yeah we've, we've spoken about the possibility of that there have been like some rumors obviously nothing's verified no like reliable insiders have said anything but like maybe and obviously machine games are working machine games are working on indiana jones so we know that that's a thing and so it might just be possible that like wolfenstein has been put on pause while they because they've got Big Papa Disney giving them money to make an D- Indiana Jones game, so maybe they're just prioritising that. But that doesn't explain this shit. That does well, not explain Indiana this Jones, shit. Maybe Indiana Jones will be a multiplayer game. A multiplayer mobile, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, it's 12v12. Everyone's whipping each other. God, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? 
<laughs> Wing Simulator featuring Indiana Jones. Good, it could be pretty good. I can, I can see a gap in the market for it. I can't, but that's fine. But yeah, uh, God. All, all you can all you can really do is just is just be like, great. There's stuff in the works, right? Um, it's exciting, but it's just who knows? It could literally be anything. Wolfenstein Youngblood Two. Wolfenstein MOBA. No. Wait, <laughs> Wolfenstein Youngblood Two. Didn't that game get absolutely bombed? <laughs> uh sixty nine on critics, so I mean sort of. Like um I mean it's just like I said, it. man, it's I mean, it wasn't popular for sure, but you know, people act like it was, you know, one of the like what are they called horsemen's horsemen apocalypse. Horsemen? The apocalypse. The apocalypse. The ap- just the. Horsemen oh right. The apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. No, you got it. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, like this implies that there's. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean multiplayer. I guess that could be like co-op. So. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Yeah. Let's move on. Knowledge and experience of designing player companions. That's just like that's just like a, a player companion. You get those all the time in RPGs. Like an AI teammate, yeah. Yeah. Lydia from Skyrim. We all love Lydia. Everybody loves Lydia. You Not, definitely don't. E- yeah, everyone didn't kill her off with the mountain troll. Nobody <laughs> did that. Or leave her to wait for you forever outside the cave. Uh, I always, I always got her killed by the mountain troll when I was climbing <laughs> up the mountain. Not knocked off the mountain. She's dead. Done. Anyway, you're sick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On. Um. Yeah. Moving on. Um. We have. Uh. There were some more games announced for Games Pass Ultimate. There were some more games announced for touch controls as well, which is good. I like seeing this, man. I like seeing this because I think this is quite nifty, and I like nifty things. Um. You and do. one of those games is Hades. Uh, which, which means the only on touch control. I'm just gonna fucking. I've, no, I've, say it. I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Um, I don't, I don't think it would suck. I mean, what because of the latency? You mean? Well, just and just the fact that it's just it's so precise. Everything you have to do in that game, and I just don't feel like touch controls are precise enough for a game like that on a phone. Nah, I just man. don't think if it would it... work. If it works on the Switch, it can work on a phone. Um, the analog sticks on the Switch are like trying to move around tiny little like better than pieces a phone of poo. analog stick. Well, yeah, but not by. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I you'll be it, it would be a, a virtual one. Um, but uh, no, I think it, I think it would it'd be fine. But uh, what is the larger point is that the only place to play Hades. Although the only way to play Hades on a phone right now is by Xbox uh, mm. Games Pass. Yeah. So I guess until they inevitably, cool. yeah, until they inevitably release it natively on phones, that that was got to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, alongside this, I think the original Psychonauts, uh, Peggle Two, the Wasteland Trilogy, Farming Simulator, my favorite game. Uh, yeah. Just a couple of nice things. Uh, yeah. And upcoming games for Games Pass as well. Obviously, 12 minutes this week. Psychonauts 2. Oh, fucking hell. That's this week. God damn it. Oh, my backlog. I just got on top of my backlog. Um, 
so that's happening. Jedi Fallen Order, Battlefront there's 2. There's something else coming out, like right before Psychonauts as well. What is it? Uh, like the day there... before. What is it? Is there? Anyway, carry on listing the games while I wrap Oh, it's um, it's Alien. It's Aliens Fighting. Oh, that's it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is that is Which... that coming into Games Pass? I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really um, too sure. But is... yeah, that that always that that looked kind of fun, and the release date of that's kind of snuck up out of nowhere. I mean, that's literally coming out in two days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll have to see our reviews. Yeah, because that's the sort of game we we normally quite enjoy. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Ca- carry on listing the Games Pass games. That's pretty much it, man. Uh, there's not a huge amount, but yeah, just just some more games added to touch controls and then a couple more games added to games pass i'm surprised we haven't seen more frame uh, like fps boost games maybe we'll see some of that uh, games come um mm, maybe because I, I like that i like that tech a lot um and there's some games i would like to sort of go back to but yeah that that's that on the um on the games pass front i wanted to also you know um while, while on the topic of, of games com um the developers of the gunk um <laughs> Such a funny name. Dunk. Uh, Thunderful Games are the developer. They, they confirmed their presence at Gamescom. So that's, uh, you know, that's a confirmation. That's a lock. But it also gives you an idea of, of what we're likely to see. And we spoke about this last week. It's kind of, it's games that have already been announced. Mostly, probably, that are coming out this year that we maybe haven't heard about. Things like, you know, what I said earlier, Scorn, Crossfire X, Gunk. Um, as maybe as dusk falls, things like that. So, um, not massive stuff, but still stuff to be excited about, nonetheless. Um, so that was a thing. Yeah, kind of cool. Tim. Yeah. Well, Tim, what can I do for you, man? <laughs> what? Um, how on on a scale of zero to ten, how mad does it make you that our dashboard on our Xbox Series X is only at 1080p? Uh, on a scale of 10 out of 10 out of 10 yeah 10 absolutely 10 I, I, I yeah I boot up my Xbox every single day and I want to pull my hair out <laughs> well fear no longer <laughs> <gasps> but we're getting a 4k dashboard bro it's happening um, wow. the time is now we're living in the future the technology is finally there um See, how can they do that, but then not have co-op Halo campaign? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it boggles the mind. It really does. Because <laughs> it's such, that's such a leap forward, really. It's um, insane. Even though 4K was a thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it was a bit weird. If you don't follow any of this stuff, it's, it's a bit weird because, um, I mean, that is kind of weird anyway, in and of itself. But other, like the, the PS5 has a 4K dashboard. Um, and allegedly, um, they haven't. They, they were. They wanted. They didn't want to put 4K onto the dashboard because they wanted to keep space freed up for like development. Um, so you know, without dedicating more uh, GPU and stuff to to the dashboard, but they found a way to do it, which is not like hardware intensive. So that's why it's happening now. Um, which is, you know, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's that was the cool. real console seller for a PS5 over an Xbox. 
Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank God we've now evened the uh, the playing field. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, although I will say it is, it is quite nice in combination with some of the dynamic themes because they are very cool actually on the Series X, like the, the moving backgrounds and stuff. Hopefully we get some mm. more game ones. You know, we say this like every fortnight, um, yeah. but this will make that pop. And I, I do quite like that. You know, having my Xbox on in the background is like having the kettle boil or having a like a blanket over me. You know, it just provides comfort. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so that's that. Oh, we're speeding through it. We're doing so well, man. You're doing great. Yeah. For a sleepy board, you're doing great. Thanks, um, man. <laughs> um, there was a new um, Xbox headset announced this week. Did you know that? Uh, I I caught wind of it. Yeah, it's basically just the same thing, but, but wired, right? Yeah, you got it. Um, nice and cheap. <laughs> huge. Yeah, Again, huge. jumping right into the future. <laughs> wired uh, headsets. Yeah, I think it was sixty dollars, so it'll probably be like fifty quid um which is obviously like a really nice budget price um i think i think that from what we read about like the features of that headset they were generally really good but there were some things in there that were like suited a really budget headset better did that sentence make sense like um yes like the music like the audio was good but not that good like the microphone was good but not that good and i think all of those things suit a really cheap wired headset that you can like whack into your controller um because mm-hmm. i think that is what a lot of people a lot of the casual audience does so yeah oh yeah for sure yeah yeah, yeah this will appeal to a, a very large um group of gamers um, yeah that just you know aren't like us and spend you know a couple hundred pounds on a headset yeah like for sure yeah definitely and um they have those really nice rotating cups on the side, which God, I miss that about my lucid sounds. I'm going to try yeah. and fix them soon, actually. Um, but yeah, uh, that's cool. I, I don't have it here actually, but I just caught wind of this listening to another podcast earlier. Um, shout out, shout out to the Xbox too. Um, I scuff recently like announced a new line of, of Xbox controllers. I, okay. I had no idea. So, I went and had a look. Um, they're called. <laughs> um, I had it. Well, bear with me. I'm uh, actually at the market for a new controller. Yeah, I know you are. I... Busted. Yeah, it's why, it's why I thought I'd bring it up. Um, it, it's called the Scuff Instinct. Um, and obviously they're not cheap. But um, so there's this two. There's the Scuff Instinct, and then there's the Scuff Instinct Pro. You won't find it on Amazon. It will have to be on their website. Uh, but they, I mean, it looks pretty nice, man. Um. And some of the paddles on it are quite weird, and it's I've never been sure about the way that Scuff do their paddles because they tend to do them like vertically or like flush, like built into the controller. And I yeah. I've never put my hands on one, so I don't really know how that would feel because the ones on the Elite are obviously really nice; they're like responsive and clicky. Um, but nonetheless, um, it looks really cool if you go on the website. Um, I am, yeah. yeah, it looks cool. Scuff Instinct Pro, the Pro one is obviously like the hundred and like eighty nine pounds or something so yeah really not cheap but um i just wanted to bring it up and it's actually kind of customizable as well yeah i think you can actually yeah you can actually do it like a design lab yeah you can i'm I'm literally doing it right now yeah like there's actually quite a lot of slow down (laughs) (laughs) where's my wallet (laughs) (laughs) it's actually oh dude some of these designs are freaking sick man yeah so there's that, Whoa. but like I don't, I don't know if you'll see what I mean about the paddles. Like they look, they look really weird. 
but uh, yeah, they're like work. built into it, and I don't know about. Oh, that, I see but... what you mean. Yeah, they they look. Ah, yeah, it's a bit weird actually. They kind yeah, of look so, like they could be know. quite nice though. Maybe, yeah. I literally don't know. It's one of those things that I like. I can't tell unless I have it in my hands, and like two hundred pounds is a bit of a gamble for like. I'm sure you can return it. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but you know, you haven't got your Effort. gamer sweat on it. Effort. God, you can even change the buttons. Oh, dude, this is genuinely like I'm in the market for a new controller, and this looks pretty cool, man. Nice. Um, you can get me one what? for uh, my birthday as no. well. No. No, the um, <laughs> the and it's it's not that much more expensive. I mean, uh, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. All those design um additions I was just viewing and gasping about, they're all additional on top. So if you wanted yeah. to get like a dis- like, I think some of them were like twenty quid extra or something like that. So you know yeah. you're looking at spending a decent thirty forty quid on top of the hundred and eighty. Uh, if you want to personalize it, you can also get your signature on it. So you can have that like, your gamer tag on it. Nice. Um, it's also kind of cool that there's a mute button on the controller. I quite like that. I think that's yeah. Cool. No, I I like that as well. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't um, really know. I mean, the big thing about this was that um, it's wireless. This is the first line of scuff for Xbox that's been wireless. They've all been oh, wired. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the big thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool, man. I actually might look into that and potentially um, dip into my wallet, but. Um, yeah, that 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 is that is pretty cool. And yeah, the the, the elite V two is about what it was like one six five, wasn't it? So you're looking uh, at a bit more. Yeah. You're not looking at a stupid amount more. Like you're looking at extra like fifteen twenty quid. Like, and maybe it's better designed because the elite V two, as much as it's a lovely controller, it it's not. It's it's not going to last you. <laughs> they, uh, it's it's one hundred and fifty five at the moment. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's it's a total. Your your miles may vary with the um, yeah, uh, with the series two. It's hard to recommend because shit breaks on it. Um, but mm-hmm. if yours doesn't, it's it's literally like the best controller ever made. You oh know? yeah, it's a great um, controller. It's just um, yeah. And I mean, maybe we we uh use it a bit more intensely than, than anyone else playing a lot of FPS yeah. um, games quite consistently for a casual gamer who still wants to you know yeah he has he has the cash you know he wants to splash his cash around a bit or, yeah. or she does um you know good they friend. they might get they might get a very very good mileage out of it and not have any issues with it um but yeah we have all had <laughs> issues with it exactly um, i've I've sent oh, mine back before so yeah uh, our mates had had issues with it i've got issues with mine like it's not just a a, a one-off thing so. And it's almost always the bumpers. They just need to fix that shit. They just need to like change the way mm-hmm. they do bumpers for the next line of a- Xbox controllers. It's always the bumpers that go. Because um, the yeah. grips are a lot better on the second one, aren't they? I haven't had any problems with the grip, which was, was my biggest complaint about the, the series, the first uh, Elite controller. I've got a lot of uh, stick drift on mine as well. Like a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> have, you, like, have you tried I, tightening I, it? I could put it down and spin around in 360s like quite, you quite easily. To- you might be able to tie in it, man. We should give that a go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. Little tangent there. Little tangent. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, that's that's that. Um, 
I, man, I mean, we don't have too much more to go over. I'm just like trying to be, um, cause there, there is, there is quite a lot we go over, but we're both pretty tired and, um, I don't want to overdo it. So let's, yeah. I just, <laughs> there's a dishonored project, at, um, in the works at Netflix. That's kind of cool, man. I, it's kind of cool. It's just like, it's definitely, definitely got why? a good <laughs> vibe for a, for a TV show or, uh, or a movie um like for sure like corvo is a pretty cool character it's a pretty gritty world it's it could definitely be developed into into uh film what about emily quite nicely and emily i guess (laughs) she's um yeah yeah it's it's just it's a cool world that you could see adapted into film quite nicely actually um and I know there's a terrible, terrible history with video game movies, but it's a curse. Um, so yeah, that really freaks me out. But, <laughs> yeah, I have faith still. I heard the new yeah. World Combat was kind of good. The the yeah, the that was World not Combat. bad. Supposedly, yeah. yeah. I heard um, that was pretty good. Isn't that like a Witcher like anime that's been going? And the Witcher TV show? That's and the Witcher good. TV I mean, I, show. Yeah, I suppose that's, that's not good. a game thing though, is it? It's based off the book, so. I guess, yeah. We can't we can't take the W on that one. No. Um, and there's also I'm pretty sure Netflix are also working with Bethesda on a Fallout series as well, or a Fallout film. I'm I'm sure that's a thing. Okay. I'm so sure that's a thing. I think it could be and adapted course, into a series better than a movie, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, and let's just not forget about you know the Halo TV show that's definitely happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. And we've seen that done well. To be fair, the 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 web series of Halo was was really good. The um Afford the one that on. was yeah. I mean, it was all um, edited into a full movie, but those those were individual episodes of like a web series. Yeah. Um, and those were great. I really enjoyed um Forward into Dawn. I thought, I thought yeah, they did. Was, um, I thought it was good. They did Nightfall as well before Halo Five, which was also not bad either. Yeah, yeah, I watched Halo that. Yeah, I heard that was that was pretty good. Yeah. So there we go. There is hope. <laughs> there is hope. There's there hope is. for a mediocre diss on a Netflix show. Yeah. Um, mate, Sea of Thieves. Let's just take a moment. Yeah, I am very happy for them. 4.8 million players in June, um, obviously following the A Pirate's Life expansion. Um, not only is that obviously a whopping number... It's their biggest number. This game is approaching three years old. Hang on. Yeah, it's approaching three years old. And it just had its biggest month ever. Like, if I don't I don't ever want to hear again that Sea of Thieves is bad. I, I will hear Sea of Thieves is not for me, but I don't ever yeah. want to hear this because there's a market for this game. The potential for it was through the roof, and I'm really glad they steered it into a position where it's, it's tapping into that potential now. Because um, that's like three that's unheard of you know this sort of stuff happening um especially for games that like you know a lot of people consider to be um like controversial you know it's like it's, yeah not not everyone's cup of tea yeah it's exactly not just like yeah. a standard shooter you know it, they they push the boat out hey. with this one push the sloop out yeah. yeah um so big congrats boys and girls at rare killing it yeah. keep going um, I'm always excited to see what comes next to Sea of Thieves. Uh, well, that's something else we'll have to do at some point as well. Um, we'll go back. That'd be fun to stream. Man. Have the have the addiction. 
come back. That game is like it is like an addiction to me. Like I have no interest in playing it. Then this man yeah. just like hooks me on little fishing rod, and then <laughs> it's just I I do I just I do love it. Like it is a fantastic game. Um, I love it to way jump in more than I care to admit. And I do think a large part of it is who you play with as well. Like I just think mm-hmm. that we we make everything quite funny and quite fun and we just piss about a lot. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely, that was definitely a part of it. I feel like if I played that with some of my other friends, um, it might not have been the happy experience <laughs> I did really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we had, we had a, a literal experience of, we, we took two of our mates into Sea of Thieves and they're not the biggest enthusiasts, uh, but they, you know, they, you know, they sucked it up and came with us. One of them just stayed on the ship and started playing on his Switch. Didn't tell us. He just stayed still and just fucked off for a couple Super of hours. Smash Bros on his Switch. Yeah. yeah. And the other one fell asleep <laughs> on yeah. the fucking mic. He literally <laughs> fell asleep, yeah. And we, oh me, and Deck, we, me and Deck were just like two manning a galleon. <laughs> oh yeah, trying to God. steer. Yeah, I was so um... mad. It's, it's not a game that you can switch off and play. You know, it, requ- it requires a lot of thinking and... That isn't for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's good. And I'm I'm really glad it's still going, like 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 you said. And it's yeah. it's not still going, it's 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 the biggest it's ever been. It's 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 really, really great to see. Yeah, um, and like we're 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 at a point now where like Sea of Thieves is a, is a certified hit, you know. I know people I know people will go back for console wars and list wars and they'll go back to the Metacritic and they'll be like, Oh, it has sixty nine on Metacritic. It's like, well, come on. I mean you just it's just that's just not it's a bad faith argument because you know the yeah. game's been re reviewed in like the eight to nine range. You know it's doing really well. Um so I, I, I'm really happy that it's yeah, that it is still going. And it, you know, it's it's ultimately it's the biggest new IP that Xbox has had uh since the xbox one generation mm-hmm. um really so you know massive success um and yeah. i'm always happy to hear as well on the developer like blogs they're always like oh you know there's so much more to come you know things like that they always have more going because i think this is this is just that sort of game that really benefits from having these content dumps and updating that um sandbox and stuff so we'll have to see one I just want to like ask you. I mean, because see if these doesn't come up on the podcast that often, but I just wanted to ask, like, what what would you want to be added to Sea of Thieves? I mean, like, what would you see in a trailer that you'd be like, "I fuck, that looks so cool. That looks fun. I need to go and play that." I don't know. To be honest, I feel like a lot of the things that I wanted when I played it back in the day and I complained about it not being very bare bones have, have genuinely been added to the game now um, so I struggled to think of anything right off the top of my head um, mm. for I, me I, I, I would like to say maybe I don't know <coughs> yeah I'm not actually too sure to be honest maybe like another cool like um, mythical creature to be added because I do I did really like the um the megalodon edition probably that was probably my favorite one of my favorite editions ever because it was actually genuinely a really cool fight where the kraken kind of fucking sucked let's be real um so yeah maybe maybe another cool like mythical creature like that or something could be kind of neat 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a good one. Because I, I, I think in the Pirates of Life expansion, I think there is like a full size Kraken fight, where like you see its head and everything. You know, it's not just the tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a good one. I wonder what they. I think because there there is like markings on the islands around the game that like of like giant birds and you know stuff like that. Um, and I guess yeah. they just added sirens. Um, and, you know, like mermaids. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe yeah, they not, did, yeah. not on the same scale of maybe what you're talking about. Um, like you know, a giant mythical creature. I'm guessing is what what you're vibing for and i'd like to Um, see it with nautical combat as well because ground combat sucks in sea of thieves i don't want a ground combat raid boss yeah i want a nautical combat raid boss and um for for me i think it would be like um an overhaul of the the arsenal like if they just added like three more weapon types you know and a couple of different new melee weapons i'd be like i know you know i know the the uh, on foot combat is rough and the shooting is rough. We've spoken about that before, but it doesn't help that it's just there's just not that much variety. Um, it kind of calls out like a shield, wouldn't it? Like an offhand, yeah, just stuff like that. Sword, so you could actually have if, proper brawls and stuff. Yeah, if they had a content yeah. update that was just that, you know, like low, like a bunch of, or at least a number of different weapon types, that'd be quite exciting, I think. Um, yeah. And they're doing quite a good job with like adding. Uh, I don't know how you describe them, like limited use weapons, like in the world, like, you know, there are the fire bombs, the blunder bombs, yeah. <laughs> like cursed cannonballs. There's like, um, I think I've told you, there's like one of those skeletons you can find roaming that you kill them. They're like fire breathing and you kill them and you get a skull and it acts as a flamethrower and you can go and yeah. sell it, but it's value diminishes the more you use it, or you can just use it to like, you know, set ships on fire to like for PVE. Um, yeah. And siren stuff as well. I think in the newest update, you can kill like star uh, sirens and they drop their staffs and you can use that to like fire bubbles at people and shit. So I think that sort of stuff is really cool, but there needs to be more that like you can just yeah. start with. Low I'm down tired weapons. of using that fucking pistol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Cool. See a few segue. Um, nice. Yeah. Congrats to the team. Hopefully next time we hear about it, it's even more good news. I mean, I wonder if they'll continue to do other expansions. Um yeah, <laughs> like sure, or like uh, partnerships i guess is what i mean you know like not see if these maybe like oh, i can't even think of anything else but you know so, yeah like y- you know what i mean yes um, i do yeah i'm sure i'm little sure mermaid something <laughs> yeah. yeah that would definitely not work <laughs> uh all right or jason state yeah the, the meg <laughs> oh we can only dream can't we Oh god, Jason Statham in CFDs, make it happen. <laughs> um, all right, last one, dude. Um, I I've got like a note in here, note in here for like possibly to speak about the whole f- Fortnite ripping off Among Us, but I think we'll believe that. Um, yeah. Did, did uh, yeah, you saw that. So the last thing I think, yeah, the last thing we'll speak about is um, Outriders. Do you remember Outriders? Do you remember that game? I I do. I do. I remember it. We that it was the first game we spoke about on this podcast, and I thought we'd still be playing it. I'm quite sad that I'm yeah. not, to be honest. It's um, it died pretty quick, didn't it? Um, it did. It did. Mm. Um, which is really annoying. But the the point, the news, the news is mm-hmm. that Square Enix came out and said, "Oh, was it Square Enix or was it People Can Fly?" People uh, can it was fly. People Can Fly. Yeah, said that um, they haven't broken even um, on the game yet. And even after the game was like, you know, we spoke about this, it was like a hit at launch. You know, at least it seemed mm. like it had loads of 
players. Um, you know, it was viral. The, like, the virality of it was quite big in terms of the amount of people talking about it online. So this does shock me. And what this has led the um, Twitter troglodytes to do is like blame Games Pass. Because like, of course, you know, there is this kind of like bad faith, like concern trolling approach to Games Pass, which is it's killing the industry. You know, it's going to it's going to rob developers of profits, which are like none of this is like verifiably true. But some people have said that this is a symptom of Games Pass because a lot of people played it on Games Pass. The developers didn't get the money. Um, and there's obviously no upsell on Outriders. There was no micro- microtransactions or anything. Um, and now people have flocked away from the game. And ultimately yeah. that's hurt the game. That's what that's what is being said for on, on one side of the fence. What do you think? I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to know when you, you don't know the metrics behind Games Pass and how how Microsoft and uh, like pay these developers based on uh, how their game performs on Games Pass. You don't know if it's done by downloads. You don't know. You know, I mean, I'm sure some of it is. You don't know if it's done by like retention rates or overall time played or anything like that, or whether or not it's just like a lump sum. Like without knowing the logistics of how how Games Pass works for for a developer, you, I don't know. I feel like it's quite hard to say that it is shafting them or it isn't shafting them. We don't know, right? But I mean, it hasn't. I don't know. I actually, I I I genuinely don't really know. Um, how to really think about it or how to really speak about it i mean what what, yeah. what do you think i mean i mean like, i'm just looking at it from the like you know the for and against argument you know i think there probably is something to be said about the fact that people didn't a lot of xbox players didn't buy the game they probably did go into it with games bass because you know as much as the game got you know like a moderate amount of hype it was still an unknown quantity, you know. It was like there was some rough edges on things. Um, yeah. They did like a beta, didn't they? Was a, no, it was a demo. It was a demo. Um, so people were like quite comfortable knowing what they were getting. But so there, you know, there probably is an argument to be made that a lot of Xbox players did do that. Um, and also the case that there are likely some cases where it benefits Xbox more than the developers or the publishers you know i as much as games we consider games pass to be a win-win you know it doesn't come without its drawbacks you know like xbox want you on the service because it increases accessibility you know for you as a dev you know more people more people get in their hands but the drawback of that is that people potentially don't buy it as much and we've said on the show that you know phil has said before that like overall games pass subscribers are buying more but that doesn't apply to every game like it doesn't make sense that people are like subscribing to a single player game beating it after 15 hours and then buying it that doesn't make any sense you know overall on average i'm sure that there is this sort of like rising tide effect where um that is happening with some games um Mm. particularly like service games or when they leave the service or things like that so I think there probably is some fairness in thinking that this just might be one of those cases where the game didn't come out as hot as it should have done. Game breaking bugs for months, you know, absolute cardinal sins the game made that no loot game should ever make. That probably drove people away. 
and a lot of people probably stepped away from it like thank god i got to play that on games pass and i'm sure like xbox are very happy that they got to make that deal because mm. they essentially you know they got that they got the good press when the game came out but dodged any negativity because or, or left a lot of customers feeling really satisfied that they got to play it through games pass you know especially as that was like one of the first big triple a games that launched into it a lot of people mm. probably came out of that like wow thank god for games pass you know so i think this is one of those cases where actually it just benefited xbox more than the developer possibly i think that's the for argument you know the against argument is obviously that this is a multi-platform game uh, xbox isn't the market leader so i don't see how xbox could realistically have that much weight on the amount of profit that um people can fly and square square enix, square enix um made on this game anyway so that would th- those numbers don't really add up to me but that you know that's what i would say the kind of the scales yeah. are yeah exactly i mean yeah it's um the amount the game was bought on playstation or steam has has nothing to do with uh you know just because those the sales were low there that has nothing to do with games pass it's not like people went out bought an xbox and then got a free month of games pass just to play outriders no like um and like you said we're not the market leaders so um it's 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 a pretty small slice to to just say that it's um of it is xbox and to blame games pass for it um so so yeah but yeah yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. And I think, yeah, it just goes to show that maybe just a specific type of game just benefits being on Games Pass more than others, right? Games that have upsell, games that have microtransactions, expansions, stuff like that. Because you probably find like a game uh, like ESO being on Games Pass has, that's done nothing but reap re- rewards, right? Because people, for it, yeah. probably, people probably really like the base game. And then the expansions are like thirty quid a pop. Great, like a lot amount, of, a lot of content, um, and people probably buy those, you know. And it just, yeah, it's may- maybe it's just a specific type of game. It's just more beneficial on Games Pass. So, yeah, but. yeah. And it should be said as well, just to clarify, that the devs didn't say any like anything that would indicate that it was Games Pass, but it's just yeah. like, as I said, it's the Twitter. It's the Twitter troglodytes, the old TTs, at it again. Um, So, yeah. Mm. We did it. We did it, man. We We did did it. We did the first hungover episode. (laughs) The hungover special. Uh, Oh, my God. Wow. Um, Any closing words for for QRP21? I want to go to bed. Ladies and gentlemen, he he wants to go to bed. bed. (laughs) I want to go to bed. All right, man. Subscribe, well, like the video, do it from your own bed if you need to. Just whatever. Help him sleep. He won't yeah. sleep if you don't subscribe. If you don't like the video, you know. I like how this was like one of our longest episodes as well. Like, why do we do? We just rambled. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why do we do this to ourselves? Nah, it's a lot of news. It's a busy week, man. Um, yeah, it was. <clears throat> so we will be back next week, hopefully, um, to speak about the new stuff that happened at Gamescom will be energized because for us, it's a bank holiday Monday next week. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Not yeah. so. Not I, this Monday. Mon- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Not this the, Monday, the, Monday, this Monday, Monday after. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, um, 
Yeah, I mean, we normally do. We normally try and do this on a Sunday, though. And I have to admit, chances are probably next Sunday I'm going to be hungover again. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake! It's Such safe an to alcoholic. Say, it's safe to say I made a few a few packs last night um, because oh apparently God. me leaving at one in the morning was quitting early. So people were like, oh, next, <laughs> n- "Next week, you're you know, because when we win the league next week." We're officially number one if, if, we, if we win our next game. Yeah, they were just like, you're staying out and you're getting trolleyed. <laughs> okay, so. we'll, uh, we'll cross our fingers that you lose then. <laughs> yeah. No offense. Yeah. So I could be hungover oh. again. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll see what happens. You know, if we're really lucky, if we're really lucky, we might even have a halo flighting. And if we're really, really, really lucky and we give out a lot of sloppy blowjobs, we might both be in it. Yeah, I still haven't played Halo Infinite. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So signed up for it as the E3 conference was happening. Fuck's sake! If I don't get, oh my god! If I don't get the next flying, I think I'll just okay, drive man. to Birmingham and take your Xbox in the night. <laughs> it's okay. You can just come up for it, right, ladies and gents? We're going to sign off. Um, thanks for your your attention, your ears, your, your time. Um, follow us on Twitter as well. We'll post we post stuff there um sometimes um other than that you know stay hydrated sleep well try and go for a walk um talk to you later bye yeah bye (laughs) hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.